Hello and welcome. I'm Manali Hirani, your host and creator of Fertility Education, shortly named as Fertility Ed. I launched this podcast with a mission, which is to educate people and share my knowledge about the subject of fertility. And by doing this, I believe that it will empower women to make an informed decision of their sex life and future family planning. And I'm pretty excited to bring you my next episode of podcast. Just to introduce myself again, I am a certified embryologist, hypnotherapist, natural family planning practitioner and your fertility advisor. And I have had my presence in this field for over 10 years now. And I'm using this platform to share my knowledge, experience and empower you on your next step regarding fertility. I will be covering a range of topics through my podcast episode which will educate you further to understand your own body and this broad field. And if you're one of those who are suffering from infertility, I want to tell you that you're not alone in this journey. And as a fertility advisor, I will try my best to educate you so you can keep your fertility health up to the mark. So let's learn, empower, and inspire. Right then, here we go. Hello and welcome to Fertility Ed Podcast. This is your host, Manali Hirani. Now today we are going to talk about how menstrual cycle affect your skin health now periods is not about all mood swings and cramps to energy burst and cravings but it is also a lot more about your skin now we know our bodies change throughout our cycle and our skin is no exception if you are like most people or like me your skin probably has some good days and some not so good ones just like me i have this all the time then you are just at the right place to know all your answers of this fluctuation and the answer in one word is simple it's all because of hormones personally i have suffered a lot with hormonal acne in my teen years and literally my confidence used to get affected so much with my appearance and i remember those days when i used to just be at home in my bed just because i had this big red cystic acne on my skin on my face so i know i have been there and sadly i didn't receive proper advice on my hormonal acne and now these acnes have left few scars on my face and i'm doing my best to get rid of them and i only wish that somebody could have helped me in my teen years with proper knowledge and ah, but unfortunately nobody came and that's the reason i feel period skin care is a crucial topic to talk about your menstrual cycle has a lot to do with the appearance of your skin it's not only about acne but it's also about how radiant you look some days and how dull you look some days So I have broke down the average menstrual cycle by phases to give you a better understanding of how these hormones surge affect your skin and how to switch up your skin routine to make sure you are nourishing your skin in the right way. So let's begin. Now, during your monthly cycles, it may seem like your skin has their own life. However, its seemingly mysterious pattern are often related to your hormone levels. So here's what you expect from your skin during um, an average 28 day cycle. Starting from day 1 to day 6 which is usually your bleeding periods. So on the first day of your period all of your hormones are at 
an all-time low. Sebum production may decrease and without the help of estrogen, your skin may have difficulty in retaining moisture. As a result, your skin will likely look uh, and feel dull, dry and will lack luster. But during the first week, your body also produces more prostaglandins. These compounds with hormones-like effect usually controls inflammation. But when they are off balance, they can increase pain and sensitivity. So this can cause your skin to feel more tender and reactive. So what to do in these phase, like from day 1 to day 6? Well, your skin will feel sensitive. So stay away from painful procedures like waxing or eyebrow. It is also incredibly dry. So it's really benefited that you use a rehydration uh, products like serum or moisturizer that are rich in hyaluronic acid. The best type of product to use during this phase when, you know, when the skin is more sensitive and irritable is I would say uh, use some non-irritant product uh, like um, thermal water or aloe vera or calendula, something, you know, argan oil that can help to soothe your skins, which are gentle on your skin. So this is what you'll be doing from day one to day six, using something which is gentle and hydrating. Now let's look after your bleeding phase is over, which is from day seven to day 11. Now during this time, your body restart. Uh, now during this time, your body restarts estrogen production. This process stimulates collagen, elastin and hyaluronic acid creation, encouraging the growth of stronger and more elastic skin cells. As your skin cells turn over, your complexion feels more plump, fresh and youthful. So now what you should be doing during day 7 to day 11? Well, focus on exfoliation during these days as new skin cells are forming and and it's a fantastic time to go for such procedure which is a turnover process. Try a gentle physical or chemical um, exfoliant to remove those dead cells from your skin surfaces and reveal that healthy skin underneath. So this is what you should be doing uh, from day 7 to day 11. Now this was all about what you should be doing in your follicular phase where you know that in your bleeding phase, uh, your estrogen level is low so you will be using a rehydrating products. And then when your estrogen levels are slowly rise, your skin will be on its like best behavior and you are less likely to suffer from irritation or what any other issues. And even you will feel more emotional uplift because of the increasing serotonin level. So as the estrogen level rise, you should notice a healthy glow on the say approximately from the ninth day of your menstrual cycle between and and somewhere between 10th and 13th day of your menstrual cycle, the estrogen will be at its peak. And this is also when the testosterone level will begin to rise. And your skin will be in um, will be rich in natural moisture and collagen, and which will make your skin looking stronger and more elastic. And yeah, it's really important to note one thing that you do not forget to use your sun protection. Please use sunscreen during this phase. Actually, you should be using for the entire month. But however, this phase is more crucial. I, I would say, you know, start using some active ingredients such as vitamin C or AHAs or retinoids to enhance that natural state. So this was all about follicular phase. Now let's see what happens during and around ovulation, which is somewhere around from day uh, 12 to day 16. Now right before ovulation, 
estrogen is at its peak and your skin looks sensational during this time moisture levels are high pores appear smaller and increasing collagen and elastin is working wonders so so here you go a perfect description of a radiant lady a radiant skin well what you should be doing over here so now it's not the pretty time to sit in fact it's time to boost your body's natural hiking collagen production with solution that reduces the visible signs of aging so reach out for the product that contains natural retinol alternatives and botanical peptides to keep the skin bouncy and youthful the last phase which is from uh, somewhere around day 17 to day 24 now after ovulation estrogen levels plummet and progesterone start to rise the surge in progesterone activate sebum production and causes your skin to swell and pores to compress while this makes your pores look teeny tiny well that's the my favorite phase because i have large pores but the problem is it also traps oil and causes build up and that can lead to breakout so we here during this so we heard in these days i would say add a clay mask to your skincare routine to soak up the excess oil and draw impurities from the deep within your pores so this was around uh, i talked about before and after ovulation somewhere around before and after ovulation where you know your skin will be looking at its best for next 5 days or say 6 7 days where your testosterone and estrogen will begin to uh, increase and your progesterone level is start to increase and since the progesterone level will is just on its rise and estrogen is just on peak during the ovulation and um, just before just after the ovulation that gives your skin a healthy glow but be careful as a day pass the there is an increase of luteinizing hormone which will make your skin prone to bacteria so avoid going to bed with makeup during the ovulation period and pay more attention to the hygiene of your hands to avoid uh, transferring bacteria onto your face so this could be because this could cause more acne so the final tips here would be you know use oil free skincare use light and water based skincare uh like sprays and like tonics and micellar water and avoid using products that clog pores so, so look for the products which are non comedogenic mark now let's look into the terror days which is days from 25 to 28 now you are entering into full blown pms territory and possibly suffering from hormonal acne symptoms my worst time ever i would say now progesterone and estrogen dip below level of testosterone causing bloating and puffiness and uh, you know an oversupply of oil your skin may appear extra shiny and as your pores are loosening they may begin to look larger now oil residing within your pores can mix with um, acne causing bacteria and lead to eruption of this hormonal breakouts across your chin and jawline and i get most of the time is uh, around somewhere around my chin and i hate it So what should we doing to avoid this? Now you can't completely avoid this, but yes, you can minimize it. So the best thing to use is salicylic acid. Now this beta hydroxy acid clears blockage, kills bacteria and prevents future breakouts. So it's really important to look into the products and you know those um, those acne targeted medicated product uh, that you can get into pharmacy. look into that 
because these hormonal acnes are really annoying and really difficult to deal sometimes. Also, you know, sometimes there is a little bit of um, uh, hormonal fluctuation during the ovulation. So there are many people who also get um, acne during those days. And I am one of them, to be honest. I get those tiny, tiny acnes during my ovulation period and a big, large cystic acnes uh, just before my periods. So it's really important that you even don't miss out on your ovulation. And for both, I would say salicyclic acid works the best. But however, if you eat good, if you drink plenty of water during your entire month, um, there's a high chances that, you know, there will be breakouts, but it won't be that bad. So it's really important that you uh, make sure that you during the luteal phase, your skincare is lighter. Uh, especially any way you're supposed to have your periods and you're in your premenstrual mode, you don't want to make it more fussier. So focus on hydration and avoid layering different products, especially if they are oil-based. But before and during periods, you might experience increased oiliness of skin as well as like bloating and swelling throughout your entire body. This is due to water retention. Keep yourself hydrated and enrich your meals with more vegetables and foods to add uh, more vitamins to your diet. So luteal phase, it's the second half of the phase um, where the first half of the luteal phase is a very good skin. But the second half of the luteal phase, which is premenstrual phase, uh, that can cause um, hormonal acne and they're worse. So, so please take care of the skin tips I just mentioned. So this was all. Now, there are other ways that you can think of is try the elimination diet for two to four weeks. Now, what's that is like you try and eliminate certain foods that can trigger your uh, acnes and then slowly start reintroducing foods to determine um, your triggers. Now, take a note on how your body and acne react to each type of food you consume. Now, these food groups include um, sugar, dairy, grains, legumes, processed food and eggs for some. So take a note uh, of your feelings and symptoms and work with a doctor or nutritionist to understand your findings. The other thing you can do is add fermented food to your meals. Now this will help um, add good bacteria into your gut. Now the good bacteria will help heal systematic inflammatory response including the largest organ in your body, which is your skin. The other thing you can do is add collagen powder to a glass of water and have it two times a day to assist in healing your gut lining. The intestinal linings will prevent undigested food and bacteria to pass the bloodstreams, which, can, uh, which will help to reduce inflammation. And... Um, the other thing you can do is spend some few times a day doing relaxing activity that will decrease, you know, the usual thing, you know, decrease the stress level and help you connect with your body and enter inner stillness and, you know, try taking nap, uh, be in touch with nature and uh, make sure your testosterone levels are low. And yeah, closely look into your diet. Uh, make sure you have healthy fats such as avocado and olive oil and not unhealthy fats. Now, some women, as I said, they experience hormonal acne and PMS symptoms before ovulation as well. While for others, these symptoms manifest before menstruation. Now, hormonal acne can be exhibited at either time. Now, there are many ways we can get hormonal acne. And that's the reason when I mentioned is keep your testosterone level down or in check. Why? Because one of the ways is when testosterone turns into 
dehydrotestosterone which is dht which lead to an increase of sebum productions and male pattern hair loss now these high testosterone level can cause cystic acne oily skin and uh, you know this clogged pores so this is all due to high testosterone now this high testosterone is also one of the issue because of the low progesterone low progesterone is a causative factor in leading to testosterone into dht so when progesterone levels are low and then they regulate dht levels so one main way progesterone becomes low is <clears throat> so one main way progesterone becomes low is when estrogen is dominant so here are some healing techniques to begin with uh, when you have estrogen dominance is liver cleanse look into that how can you detoxify liver now i don't have enough time to tell right now that how can you detoxify liver however i'll do an episode soon the other thing you can do is reduce xenoestrogens which is, which can cause hormonal disruptors you know xenoestrogens could be in the household chemicals or uh, plastic containers there's an entire list on the net you can just google it the next thing you can do is balance your blood sugar level it's really important and especially for pcos people that your blood sugar level no actually in fact no matter what your blood sugar level should always be in check remember acne is a warning sign that your body needs some extra attention and support for many there is a crucial link between your complexion and the foods that you're eating your diet is your first line of defense to improve your skin your menstrual cycle has lot to do with your mood energy your condition of your hair and skin so feeling sick during the periods isn't uncommon now you know that very well but you can always work out so if you are suffering from any problems this means your body needs an attention so this is all i have for you today hope you enjoy it take home a fair bit of knowledge and thank you so much for listening I would highly appreciate if you can please leave your reviews, feedback, suggestions and questions if you have any. I would love to hear from you. So you can drop us an email on info@fertilityed.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube on the name of Fertility Ed. I would urge you to share this knowledge among your friends and relatives, be it girls or boys. It doesn't matter. Just spread the word and awareness. subscribe see you next time until then stay fertile stay healthy bye bye